0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. Unfortunately, I got the COVID. But it's not all bad. It it actually has been quite fun lately because I've been able to wear 24-7. So I tested positive on... Saturday and of course you know I can't go to work or anything so I've just been quarantining in my house and I've basically been wearing since Saturday and it, it you know I've never been 24-7 for this long I've never like you know worn diapers for this amount of time so it's been fun I don't think I could do this like going to work just because I may have been leaking here and there luckily I have like you know there's, like, these dog pads on the couches. So, like, they come with an extra sense of protection. <laughs> but, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And in my quarantining, I have thought of an idea. Some may judge me for it, but hopefully not. I had this idea called the Stinker app. Bas- Think grinder, but Stinker, right? Stinker, but, with like, with an R at the end. And, basically, you go on this app... And it will tell you where the other messy babs are around you. And you would put like, you know, currently messy or will be or just browsing. I thought it was a wonderful idea. I've presented it to some people. Some people think it's great. Other people think it's like, eh, maybe not. But I think it's a wonderful idea. But on a more serious note, um, this COVID thing has become very serious. Um and now that I've gotten it, you know, my, own, my four pieces of advice that I can give is go get tested. And I know that is so hard to say that because the only reason I got tested so quickly is because I paid a copay and went to urgent care while trying to get a follow-up test has been nearly impossible. You know, city and county COVID testing sites, their appointments are a week, two weeks out. Pharmacies don't have COVID tests. Um, People are hoarding them in their houses because they never know when they'll need a test. Testing is hard. I understand it. But that is the only way to know if you do have COVID, if you are showing symptoms. I thought I had allergies. And I just wanted to make sure, like, is it COVID? Is it not COVID? Second piece of advice, go get vaccinated. Go get boosted. I had strep throat. And now I have COVID and I can only imagine what I would be going through if I didn't have the vaccination or if I didn't get boosted. I also think my body is tired and was probably like, eh, he just had strep throat. Let's just give him like an itchy throat and a runny nose. But this fact still stands, you know, getting boosted and getting vaccinated reduces uh, the severity of your symptoms. So go get vaccinated, go get boosted and wear a mask. We are in the winter months. People are indoors more often than in the summer months. And we are in the middle of flu season. People are already having, you know, stuffy noses and coughing. You don't know if it's COVID or if it is a flu. And then to make matters worse, allergy season is upon us. So people are just sneezing and coughing and you don't know if it's COVID. And if you have family members that are compromised, you don't want to put them in jeopardy. So wear a mask. And then the fourth thing, stay padded. We don't need any leaky babs going around during this pandemic. In this week's Newsies News, I want to address the ABU Little King situation. So let's set the stage. In mid-December, The ABU Little Kings went on sale in Japan, and they were well-received. In late December, early January, we started to see ABDL content creators post pictures of themselves in the diaper. With these pictures came some harsh comments. These comments included, you don't deserve them, the ABU rollout is a fumble, and why are we only seeing Twinks as product testers? Finally, on January 8th, Casey, the CEO of ABU, addressed these comments in a Twitter post. Casey says his team chose these testers based on relationships already existing between their team and the testers. This was not a popularity contest, and he said that at least 30% of the testers have almost no social media following. Casey said he needed people they knew and could trust to give honest feedback and not to release the design early. He went on to say the testing group was diverse, made up of all genders, people of color, body types, and ages. Casey said he received some of the nastiest messages over the quote, ABU screw-up, and expressed disappointment. He said it comes across as whining about not being selected and not seeing the smaller accounts post. Casey said he is proud of one of the women in the Japan team who drew the original artwork for this diaper. She and the North American team collaborated to bring this diaper to life using very new technology they had been working on for years. Finally, Casey said he is ecstatic with all the feedback his team has received, and none of it falls on deaf ears. So this week in Newsy's Nook, I wanted to bring in one of the product testers to talk about their experience. Little Liam was selected to be a product tester. He gives us a first-hand account about being selected, testing the new diaper, and talks about any comments he received. He also shares his thoughts on the ABU rollout. Well, thank you, Little Liam, for coming to Newsy's Nook.
1: No problem, Newsy. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you. So before we begin talking about the ABU Little Kings, let's get get a few things off the table. Are you a sponsor, ambassador, or employee of ABU? No, no, and no. No, no, and no. So my second question is, you were selected to be a product tester. Do you have any idea why?
1: Um, so I've had a pretty good relationship with a lot of folks that work for ABU for a pretty long time now. Um, so uh, Miles, who is the ABU communications director, is somebody that I met at the last CapCon right before the pandemic started. Uh, I've known Casey for a pretty decent amount of time, just generally online online. Um, I knew, uh, well, no, uh, a few people who have worked or do still work in the ABU uh, Maryland warehouse um, and the Seattle area as well. Just, you know, and, and if I don't know a lot of them personally, it's usually there's... One step in between us and myself and and those people. So I, I'm very known by the Abu team. The Abu team knows me, um, and uh, you know that I think was was a big part of it. Um, and then as well, uh, I have an incredibly loud freaking mouth. So uh, I think that one of the big things that that probably uh, you know uh, was part of my selection was that they knew that I was going to give very. Brass tacks, straight up feedback. Like I don't I don't beat around the bush, I don't BS. That that's not my style.
0: Right. And so. Casey recently released that, you know, the people that they did select were people that they trusted to give feedback. And we'll get into that feedback in a moment. So it is safe to assume you are a friend of ABU. Are you allowed to talk about when they did reach out to you? When did they reach out to you and what did they ask of you?
1: Uh so Pretty much what it just was, was going back late, mid late fall was when I got reached out to um, and then I actually received the padding in early November before anything even came out in Japan. So I've known about this and all the testers have known about this stuff for months.
0: Do you, were all the testers in one giant Zoom call? Do you know the other testers or was it individually reached out?
1: No, everyone was individually reached out to. Um, we we were specifically not brought together because if there were, you know, consistent problems, for those problems to come across from multiple people independently is a way stronger uh, method of providing feedback than if everyone's in one group and everyone just starts looking for one little itty-bitty, tiny, specific detail.
0: Right. Yeah. When they did give you the, the padding, did they yeah. say, don't post it on social media or... Yep. Oh, so they said, please do not. Was, so it seems like a lot of people have been posting recently, I would say late December, early January. Was there a go-ahead email sent out saying, yep. all right? Oh, so there was.
1: Yes. Yes. We, we, we were awaiting permission from ABU to start posting about this. Uh, that's why everybody kind of started posting all at the same time.
0: Oh, Interesting. So let's get into the feedback then. What feedback did you give them? Let's start off with what do you love about them? And then let's go into what would you change about them?
1: Well, as far as what I love about them. So firstly, it's the design is just stereotypical Pampers esque, like the super light, almost I guess you could say translucent teal color at the top is just so aesthetically pleasing. Um, I think the stars on the side are fantastic, and uh, I mean, you know, uh, my persona is a lion, so I am not knotted- it all being objective as far as the design goes um but aesthetically it looks like actual pampers like that's that's the feel that it gives off um and it's very specific in what it does and they, they know what they're doing um as well i really like the absorbency uh they are basically just as absorbent as uh, peekaboos they are nearly the same core but you just put cloth instead of plastic and the cloth is is probably the thing I'm most excited for. So I don't know about you, but when I was like, you know, uh, very very young and had cousins that were still in diapers, of course, like like most kids that young that didn't quite understand, you know, took padding for my little cousins or my little brothers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at that mm-hmm. time, you know, those kinds of cloth diapers were, were there. The exact same feeling. And what's even better about these is that unlike. A lot of the adult cloth padding, like um, preschools, I think preschools, I'm not a huge fan of them uh, because what tends to happen is that, you know, with no holes in them, if you wet, they tend to wick outside of the padding Mm. With, with no holes, no other reason why that should be. With these, you don't get that at all. It's like super, it's nice to be able to actually trust the padding.
0: So in some ways, so what I'm hearing is they've almost perfected uh, cloth back diapers a little bit.
1: If they, they haven't perfected them, they sure as hell have have made serious leaps forward. Serious leaps forward.
0: <laughs> wow. No, I. You know, when I first started seeing them on the internet. I, I, I'm i not gonna lie, I was a little sick. So when I first saw them, I saw them kind of like in cartoon form and I was like, oh, that's a cool design for a diaper. Like, that'd be cool if that ever happened. And then I started seeing more <laughs> of them and I was like, oh, this is actually going to be a diaper. Nope. And then of course I started seeing them on people and they do look like your classical, you know, pampers that a lot of us grew up stealing from our younger brothers and sisters. <laughs> And I think that is a that is a big factor in them. And I think that is why there is a craze for them a little bit, right? Like they are they are hitting a, a subconscious part of us that are that is the reason why we wear diapers, right? It's for that. It's for it's for the wedding. It's for the littleness of them. They hit they hit those marks, don't they?
1: they absolutely do and i think it's also really important to to make a general note that we have to also look at now the general demographics of avdls like for for folks that are paying attention in the community right now there's a much younger group of ABDLs that are coming in right now. And I say much younger, I'm turning 27 next month. So I'm not terribly old or anything like that. But there are a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, young men and women that are coming into this uh, community right now you know, who are 18, 19, 20. So much younger, much more Gen Z. And this is even more so what they grew up with. Um, so I think it's also really, really cool because you look at like, you know, for the longest time, we've just had plastic back basically that were reputable, right? Like that's what most people have been wearing and that's somewhat generational. And now we're moving into, you know, a new age and now have this new tech to make this kind of design possible. And it's appealing now to an even broader range of, of people, I feel like. So it's really exciting to me
0: one of the big things about this diaper that i think is catching a lot of people's eye and it definitely caught my eye is the blue wetness indicator it is very reminiscent of the m4s right a lot of us oh yeah a lot of a lot of our first i would call them premium diapers that at least i got were medical m4 diapers and they're is no better feeling than watching the color change. And it is kind of cool to see a wetness indicator come back on what you would call a premium diaper, such as ABU Little Kings.
1: Yeah, I mean I really like it. Um it's it's not a particular how'd I put this? It's not a, a checkbox. It's not something that I look to tick personally. Um, as to when I get padding, but I know that there are a lot of people who do really like that. Um, I'm not against them, I'm not for them. I think that if they're there, that's fine, that's great. Um, a part of me actually likes it. A part of me likes it when padding doesn't have that because, like, you know, I feel like for the almost role play side of things, like I can walk up to, to my little, I can walk up to him and be like, Oh my gosh, are you wet? And then I can stick my fingers in instead of just being like, ah, ha! ha I see the blue green line." You know. So um, in some ways, I'm not personally a huge fan of that, but I know a lot of people I think are, are going to like that, and it's it's pretty much the exact same thing as as the m fours. Which, by the way, I used to wear those under skinny jeans when I was 18. <laughs> I don't know how I got away with that.
0: <laughs> you, you probably didn't. Let's be honest. I probably,
1: I probably didn't. It's okay. <laughs> I was a mall rat. It's fine. Everyone thought I was weird anyway.
0: You were just in, you were just like in the Spencers or, you know, one of those other stores that we all hung out with kids that had all the emo clothes and all that.
1: I was, I was just browsing the MCR t-shirts and hot topic. Hot when... topic.
0: There you go. I couldn't think of the store. <laughs> um, but
1: yeah.
0: So we've gone over what you love. Did you give any feedback on anything you would change?
1: Yes, Absolutely. So this is my general gripe with padding as a whole. And I'm going to call out most of the industry right here, right now. I'm going to be very plain because as I said before, I don't BS. I like to to shoot straight, which is the only thing I do that is straight. So the thing that I don't like about um, most padding is tape failure. Tape failure is the worst possible thing that can happen because you're doing everything you can to, you know, be good use the padding fully not waste and then a tape breaks or something happens and it's, oh my god you know i gotta go get the duct tape so for most padding right you can go and you can grab a thing of duct tape and you can like like uh you know i'm trying to think a, a peekaboo is a perfect example right because it's a plastic front the adhesive works there's no problem you just slap it right on there mm-hmm. with little kings you can't do that because it's a cloth front the uh duct tape doesn't hold nearly as well. it we'll so just but rip I the 10. whole thing up. Well, it will if you try to pull it off. Otherwise, the, it'll just slowly come apart. Like, it'll just slowly peel off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one problem that I found, which I've been told that this is going to be fixed for the uh, North American and Europe uh, release, is that... I'm trying to explain this as best I can, but there's basically two layers to each tape. Okay. So there's the layer that is, that connects to the padding. And then there's the layer that connects it to the wing. Okay. And then those two parts are, are, are connected with basically glue. But what happens sometimes with these is that that lower layer that's connected to the padding will separate from the upper layer that connects it to the wings and you can't put it back. Like you'd actually have to get glue to put that back. And then you can't duct tape it back together like you would if it was a peekaboo or a little pause or something of that nature, something that was plastic backed. Um, now, I've been told that I wasn't the only one that that had this happen, that this is something that is being fixed for the second running, which is going to be the first running for North America and for Canada. But um, it is something that I was... Not very happy about. Now it did take a while for that to happen, but I feel like on more plus size people, that would be something that you know I would want to be conscious of. I think that everyone who who gets these should get like a pack to start with if they haven't tried them already. Get a pack so you can be sure that this is exactly what you're going to like. That this is working as best for you as possible.
0: You bring up an interesting point. Um, You talked about plus size people. Do you feel? Uh, in your viewing on Twitter? Because I know you said you don't know all the testers. Do you feel like a a variety of body sizes were given sample tests?
1: Yes. So firstly, let's all recognize that everyone at ABU has known about this for forever, right? Like all the ABU team members pretty much knew about this as the testers knew about this because all the ABU people had to send out the samples. Um, I think the best example of someone who is more plus size is going to be Crip the rebel. Um, so if you look at him on Twitter, he started posting pictures a couple of days ago too. Um, but one of the, one of the things that we also have to keep in mind is that, and, and this is an unfortunate truth. I don't, I don't want this to be the truth, but, but very, quite frankly, people who are younger, skinnier, more twink esque, unfortunately, fortunately, or unfortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, those people do just tend to get the, the most followers. And because of that, their reach is always going to be greater. Now, that's not always true. There are plenty of accounts of people who are more plus size than me. I'm not super skinny myself. I'm like, I got a a 36-inch waist. I'm uh, about 180 pounds. Uh, I am not a twink. And the, the idea that it's just twinks, not necessarily true. I use a lot of angling in my pictures to make myself look smaller than I am. But, you know, there are people who are smaller than me that got them there are people who are bigger than me that got them. Um, and again, whilst I, I didn't know every single person that got, you know, that was a tester, I'm already seeing, you know, people from the ABU team who are not super small size getting to try them. So I, I, I will say that with confidence, there's a lot of people that people just that, that the community isn't seeing who are giving that feedback. Um, so I, I, I would say that even if you're not seeing it, it's there.
0: I, I do agree with you. I, I agree that fo- people who are twinkish, and um, I would even go along the lines of saying, you know, who are white content creators usually get more following, and there are studies mm. online that that reflect this as well. Do you yeah. think that it is up to us as fellow content creators? and us as a community, that we we do boost up all body types, that we repost all body types so that their numbers can be seen, so that other followers can see um, these other body types so the algorithm isn't being used against them?
1: Uh, yes and no. So on the one hand, everyone whether or not you think about this in in this context, everybody is their own brand, right? Of course, behind the screen, everybody is a real person with real feelings, real emotions, everything outside of, of, of their Twitter sphere or social media sphere. But online, everybody has something that they do ideally well, and they fit those molds. If you're an account that sticks and has been, not intentionally, but just for, you got your base because you post a certain kind of content, right? Yes, you can use that platform to try and boost those other people, but I don't necessarily blame people for sticking to kind of one OneNote. Um, now, is it our responsibility? Yes, to some extent as well, Because on the inverse, we also then have to consider, what are we missing from the Twitter sphere? What are people not seeing that people who are bigger might be seeing? But the other problem becomes, yes, unfortunately, a lot of people of color and a lot of people of of different shapes and sizes are not getting boosted because not a lot of people, not nearly as many people necessarily want to see that content because they're, they're curating it strictly because they are attracted to A, B, or C body type, and that's just what they want to see. So yes, we can, and we probably should boost those people more. But at the same time, I don't blame anybody for necessarily not going out of their way to do that, because it's also sometimes just hard to find those people. Um, but they do exist. And when, when you find good content of somebody that isn't your exact body size, that isn't you know, the same color or ethnicity or background as you, If you feel like it's still going to be good for your page, because you don't want to direct people who are super into twinks, right. To somebody who's, you know, much, uh, necessarily much larger than you, because you don't want, you know, those people to necessarily unfollow you as well, because that's not necessarily going to get that person who's bigger than you, more followers on the basis that those might not be the same two groups of people that want to follow both of those accounts. So it's difficult. But at the same time, if you find someone like that, do your best to to, to boost the, the content that they post that you feel can benefit both of you mutually.
0: Right. Let's turn now. That was to a lot of words. <laughs> little baby, lot of words.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Let's turn now to what Casey wrote in his letter to the community. Um you know, the debacle that happened over ABU Little King. So an email came out saying you can all start posting your pictures. And, of course, you posted your pictures. And you wrote a couple days ago that you started getting backlash. And at one point, someone even said you didn't deserve to be chosen. Can you talk about your experience about what, what has happened to you?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to preface this by saying that in – generally speaking, I have not personally gotten nasty direct messages, right? I have not had people specifically at me being like, you know, you should not have gotten this. What I did see and what I had forwarded to me from a lot of people were a lot of posts that were saying, I should have been chosen or none of these people should have been chosen. ABU is somehow showing favoritism and all these other things. It should have been like a community event, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just generally bashing the whole of the process um, and the testers as well. That is what I saw most of.
0: So um, you, you yourself didn't receive any, any harsh comments.
1: I myself did not receive any, like, direct threats or direct negativity. Um, And I don't know about ABU specifically. They haven't shown me any of those, like, direct messages. Um, But other testers as well have sent me messages being like, are you seeing what people are saying about all of us? Um, And I think people aren't going after – I think people were more so mad with ABU – specifically, and mad with the process than they were with the individual people. Um, but there was a lot of, I guess you could say indignation is probably the best word, that people seemed to vo- be voicing opinions that the fact that, not, that the people that were chosen who were chosen were chosen somehow unfairly, is, and, and that other people should have been picked. And it's, it's, it's very strange to me.
0: Right. I mean, Casey writes in his letter to the community that this was not a popularity contest, and he goes into saying that you know he's received some very nasty messages over what he calls a quote a b u screw up and he voices his disappointment um what's your what's your feeling about what has happened?
1: uh disappointment is definitely a good word um i think I think frustration is probably the biggest one. Um, so I'm going to get real heavy. So content warning for people who might be listening, if you don't cut this out, um, I'm going to talk about a little bit of childhood abuse here. Nothing, nothing crazy, crazy, but I want to, I want to, I want to get this out on the table.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When I was 11 years old, my parents found petting in my bedroom. My step that my stepfather literally broke a chair over my back, a wooden chair, shattered it. Because he thought I was a freak. When that happened over the following weeks, I literally contemplated killing myself before I was even a teenager over all of this. There are people who were chosen who are strong pillars of the community. There were people who were chosen who are quiet, wallflower-type people who are just friends of ABU. Everyone has a story behind them as to how they got to where they are today. And I don't feel that anybody, myself or any of the other testers, should have to log on to Twitter thinking, oh my God, we're going to show everybody what these things are about. We're going to be able to, to help ABU. We're going to be kind of you know uh, uh, the, the showmen or showwomen of this release and get excited for it and have to log on to Twitter and just see general bashing that the whole process is, is is twisted. It's so upsetting because there are actually people in this community and, and, and of these testers who have suffered actual literal abuse to get to the point they are today, to build themselves within this community, and to then be told, you're not deserving of it, other people should have gotten it, is is frustrating is probably not a strong enough word, but I'm going to leave it at that is frustrating.
0: So we've talked about the little Kings. We've talked about the process on how you were approached and you talked about, you know, you were sent an email, don't post pictures. And then following you were allowed to post pictures is now that we've gone over all of that and you've experienced all of that. Mm -hmm. And I know, in, as you've said in the beginning, you are not an employee or an ambassador. You are merely a friend of ABU. But w- would you change how they did the rollout? Is there anything you yourself would change if given the opportunity?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, So I think what I would have done as ABU is I might have... Just made a post in general, just to say ahead of everyone getting the post picture, saying, "Hey, over the course of the next day or two, you're probably going to see a lot of content surrounding Little Kings from a whole lot of profiles. These are people from the community that were selected, you know, for our testing processes. Um, we hope that you show them, you know, all the love and support that you show uh, ABU every single day." I think something like that might have gone a long way, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one minor, I think misstep. And I feel like of everything going on, that is probably the only major misstep that I can really think of. And I don't even necessarily think it's major. It's, it's a moderate misstep.
0: Right. Well, thank, thank you for answering honestly. And thank you for answering all of my questions. I just have one more question. I don't know if you're allowed to answer it, but I will mm-hmm. ask it anyway. Are you allowed to say when they'll be released?
1: No, I'm allowed to say very soon, but I can't say anything more.
0: Ooh, keeping them guessing. All right. Very <laughs> cool. Um, well, thank you, little Liam, for coming to Newsy's Nook. If Where can people find you?
1: Uh, people can find me generally on Twitter, twitter.com slash LittleLiam117. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash LittleLiam117, where it is an ABDL-friendly stream. So uh, if uh, you want to watch some games, both kind of small stuff and also, I don't know, me playing games where I literally conquer the entire galaxy and become a tyrannical emperor, th- that happens too. So, you know, it's, it's a very diverse, interesting time.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming to Newsy's Nook.
1: Absolutely, Newsy. Thank you so much for having me. You have a good one now.
0: You too. Bye.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you Little Liam for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about your experience with the ABU Little Kings. Hopefully they are released soon and then we will all be able to experience them and take pictures in them and squish around with them. All right, kiddos, I have to go. I am squishing in this chair. I still need to get it replaced. But if you want to send me your squishy pictures, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby. And check out that link in bio for my Just for Fans page where you can see all of my steamy content. And make sure to use promo code NewsyBaby at the Playtime store for a little bit of a discount. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Hey, do you know how to read? I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.